Harry Kane threw the deuces and said, I am out. Welcome to Did Someone Say Soccer? I'm your host, Nate, and I got a full house tonight. I'm with the homie Angelito, my brother Jordan, and congratulations, Derek, on getting your master's this weekend. What's up, everybody? Thank you. What's up, guys? What's up? All right, guys, we had a fun-filled weekend of soccer. We are going to start this show off with Trash Talking with Jordan, The Magic is Real, 4-36, and 36, Allison in the 95th, The Juve Enter Shit Show, Bachuca are through, and Angelito's Taco Shop. We are going to start this off with Talking Trash with Jordan. And those of you who do not know what Talking Trash with Jordan is, it is when a listener DMs us a question or a statement, and I read it off to Jordan, and Jordan has no idea what it is. So, this listener gave us a stat and then a question. So the stat is, 28 players have left Tottenham. Those 28 players have won 117 trophies since the last time Tottenham have won a trophy in 2008. Where do you think Harry Kane will go next? Uh, easy. Columbus Crew soccer team, man. What's up? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's where he's going to win a trophy. <laughs> um, but no, honestly, though, if he wanted to win a trophy and make that 29 players and 8 million and... 72 uh, trophies your two uh, your two uh, teams are going to be Bayern Munich or it's going to be Manchester City obviously for me I would love to see him come play for Chelsea and you know word word on the street is that he wants to go back and reunite with Poch but I mean Neymar and Harry Kane and Mbappe like that's one locker room I want no part of so if I'm Harry Kane the easy decision I've ever made in my life is to go to Manchester City Angel where do you think the best fit is for Harry Kane? Um, I think it's Man City. He's already in England. They, their club is, is filled with all these other stars, so there's no pressure on him. They've been winning trophies left and right. Their coaching is good. Their money's there. I mean, what else do you want? They've been winning everything. You're going to go to the best team in the Premier League. You're bound to win something. They already won one trophy, and they can still win the Champions League. Derek, do not say Manchester United. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, I was going to start with them, but I think definitely Man City if he wants to win trophies. Um, if he doesn't want to win trophies, he should go to Arsenal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we have more trophies no, but, than but you in the last three years. <laughs> hey, we still got a chance to win a trophy, okay? Yeah, for <laughs> All right. Where I think Harry Kane should go is Chelsea. Listen up, because what is Chelsea lacking? Goal scorers. Why did they lose the FA Cup final to Leicester City this weekend? Because they couldn't finish their opportunities. And then when they did, they were offsides. 
Who's the finisher? Harry Kane. If he has the team that's built, that Chelsea has, and put him in the front, get the hell out of the way, Timo. Sit the bench, because Harry Kane is here to score goals. Speaking of the FA Cup, the magic is real. Leicester City beat Chelsea 1-0. Jordan, my friend, my brother, what happened? All right, so the easy blame right now is to say that Kepa was our goalie, and when Kepa's in the back, you know everything that shot Adam's going to go in. But let's be honest here. I don't give a damn who the goalie was. That shot was just placed right, man, and no goalie in the world was going to stop that. Uh, what happened was is that Tommy T, Tommy Tuchel, Tommy Tuchel is trying to um, play with the lineup, man. You know, he's trying to rest players. He's trying to uh, get all of this money that Roman Abramovich spent throughout the summer. He's trying to get that on the field. And he did not put his best lineup out there. And, you know, you you, you want to be frustrated with him. I see why he has to do it when you have an owner like Abramovich who wants to fire everybody every time they sneeze. It's it's easy to play the players that shouldn't play. Tommy T, if he was smart, he would have just played his best lineup. Benny Chi would have been out there. Uh, Captain America would have been out there. Uh, I don't know, man. You know, Lester came. They brought it. It's the FA Cup. Underdogs always win. Angel, what did you think of the match? Uh, same thing. I, I saw the lineup and I was like, oh, they must feel overconfident that they're going to win. Or... You know, they're focusing on other tournaments because, you know, the Champions League finals come in. They don't want to get any injuries. They played Leicester again, which, you know, was for position of the table to be in the Champions League next year. Just in case they don't win versus Man City, then they're still guaranteed to play again next year. Um, once Leicester was up, I mean, they, they were just protecting, making sure there was no tie. They just knew how to keep the lead. It was a pretty interesting game, like tactic-wise, towards the end. But then Chelsea couldn't get it um, when they met again later this week. I mean, you can see the difference. But in this match, I don't know. I don't think they cared as much, or you know, maybe Jordan's right. They need to use some of the other players to uh, kind of show that they spent money on players and that they have reserves, or you know, something. What'd you think of this match, Derek? Uh, well, first of all, I have a question for Jordan. Do they practice offsides at Chelsea's uh, <laughs> practices? Absolutely Timo's not. always, uh, so always offsides. What happens is, is that Timo decides that if he runs super fast, VAR won't catch him, so it'll just be a goal. <laughs> I mean, every game I watch, he's offsides like three or four times. Other than that, Chelsea were the better team. Uh you can't stop that goal. But, again, Chelsea proved you know, when they played Manchester again how dominant they can be. And they were dominant from the moment you know the goal went in. Chelsea's a better team. Lee Chester just showed up that day. What more does Christian Pulisic need to do to be a consistent starter for Tommy Tuchel? He's consistently the best player for Chelsea when he comes on the pitch. I mean, when he starts... He is bringing it every single time. He's the only one taking people on. He's creating. He is doing everything that needs to be done. But yet, 
he's seen as a super sub. This match is totally blamed on Tuchel. Just like you said, Jordan, he should have been out there. Pulisic and Chilwell should have been out there. I'm not so sure that Reese James should have been out there. But the one chance that Leicester City had, they put that laser top rocket. It was amazing. It was a great goal. And to see Jamie Vardy out there, he was he, he didn't do much out there, but you know what he did do? He got the crowd involved. He was getting the crowd pumped up. It was it was good to hear the crowd in a game like this. Now let me ask you another question, Jordan. Uh if Tommy Tuchel loses the Champions League, does he deserve to stay on as coach for Chelsea? Uh, if Tommy T loses, it depends on how he loses. If he gets spanked 7 2, 7 nothing, absolutely not, because you shouldn't have been tinkering with your lineup. You should have been building that cohesiveness. Now, if he goes in, he loses, and Chelsea finish third, and they still qualify, I think he's on a very short leash, and he has to get maximum results right off the bat coming into the following season. Uh, if he wins, I still think that he's on a short leash. I don't think he's the long-term solution for Roman because he's not playing Ziyech. He's not playing Havers. He's not playing Tammy. He's not playing these guys that uh, Roman's paying for. And if you throw in the likes of Harry Kane, real fast, though, in what world is Harry Kane your number one priority and Erling Holland has now taken a back seat? That's beyond me, what you guys talked about earlier. Um so, yeah, if he loses, he's on a short leash. You're going to have to pay out the ass for for Holland. Dorman already said he's not leaving next year. So, it's he's going to have to pay a, probably the most expensive transfer ever if you're going to try to get Holland. All right. It was just a horrible weekend for Chelsea in general. When I say Four and 36, I'm talking about Barcelona putting four goals on the Chelsea women's team in the first half. It was crazy. Angel, what'd you think of this match? Man, it was a bad luck for the, the Chelsea team. You start off the game, very beginning of the game, you know, there's a deflection, bounces off your player. You're down 1-0 in the first minute. I mean, that that own goal was beautiful, but, I mean, wow. So you're starting off right away. You can't even get settled, and you're already down one score. And after, you know, a couple minutes later, then you got a PK against you. It's really hard to stop it from being 2-0. Once you're down 2-0, I mean, so early in the game, you kind of start having to adjust your lineups, um, thinking of new strategies. So when it was when they were trying to when the Chelsea women were trying to go and score, like they were getting caught, you know, and it, it showed that the Barcelona team was better. And you know, once you're down for four zero at halftime, how do you come back after half with you know believing that you can win? It was just uh, you know it was it wasn't an entertaining game to watch unless you were a Barcelona fan, but. Congratulations to them on winning the Champions League. Derek, did, Derek, what did you think of this match? 
uh, well, that the first goal, that kicking off the defender, I, I feel her pain. Cause I, I see that way too often. Um, you know, Barcelona were picking Chelsea's defense apart. Um, 36 minutes in, I think it was 4 nothing. Uh, Chelsea had a couple of chances. But the big question is, is Messi watching? Because in big games, Barcelona showed up. And we're wondering if Messi's going to do the same thing. Jordan, what do you think right, of this? So here's the real travesty <laughs> of this weekend, okay? You know, UEFA, FIFA, everyone has it out for Chelsea, okay? So you're going to come after the men's and you're going to help us lose the FA Cup final. Bye. But then you're going to attack our women, and I will not stand for that, all right? You guys, two trophies we should have won. It was collusion. I don't buy it at all. Now, if you guys pull that on the third try, we're going to have, I'm going to write you guys a letter, and you don't want it. You don't want a letter from a fan in America, people. It sounds like a podcast that we need to, an episode that we need to have, Jordan's letter to the UEFA. <laughs> but uh, you could have turned this game off at halftime and, I mean, four goals right away. I think Chelsea were just honored to be in the final and Barca came out ready to win this, I think. All right, so let's go to... Let's go, to, let's go back to England, and we're going to talk about a goalie scoring in the 95th minute. Allison in the 95th. You know, we always see this in a lot of games. When it's close, the goalie comes up, nothing usually happens. But this time, Allison comes up, comes big for Liverpool, puts it in the back of the net, wins the game, and that was monumental points for Liverpool. Derek, what did you think of this match? Liverpool are very lucky. Their goalkeeper didn't score goals. Said the Manchester <laughs> United so fan. <laughs> <laughs> they had so many chances to put this game away early after they went down one nothing. So for their goalie to, to score the winning goal kind of shows the problems they've had throughout the season where they've been looking for goals. Maybe another team that could use Harry Kane. Angel, what do you think of this match? Uh, I mean, I was shocked when I saw him score at the end. I was getting ready to stop watching. I looked. I was like, like you said, we see the goalkeepers come out all the time. They never do anything. All they do is just look at the ball and they run back and go and protect their goal. Liverpool needed these points so bad to stay at the top of the table. I mean, they're on the borderline of being in Europa, so for him to save them pretty much and keep them in there, like on the top five clubs, it's in, it's just crazy. The the header was beautiful. He placed it perfectly. Nobody got him, and you know, I saw like how happy everyone got. Like it was very emotional, especially with him dedicating the goal to his dad that passed away recently. And um, I'm surprised. I didn't expect Liverpool to win that late in the game. You know, I feel really happy for Allison. If you go back in our earlier episodes, how many times have we dogged on this cat just because of how he would pass to the opposing player just so they could tap it in? And then he turns around and he climbs the ladder. He places the ball in a header. My real question is, did anybody test this guy for some HGH? Because what he did was super athletic for a goalie, man. That was insane. 
was it me or is it been like all season that Mane's just been checked out? I mean, mm-hmm. where has Mane gone this whole season? I mean, Salah and Firmino have just been like carrying this team on their back. I mean, where is Mane? Is he is he out after this season? Is he gone? Does he know that he's gonna be, or I don't know? It's it's, it's very interesting well, to see him out there because he he's not he's not producing like the Mane that you know. No, he's not. He might know he's not going to be on the team anymore. I I think in this game he had an offside goal, so I don't know. Um, but other than that, he he's been missing for a couple games. Joked out. That's who it is. That's the reason why. He, that's why he's not playing as well as he is. He's gonna, he's gonna lose in the spot. All right. So let's go to Italy. And there was a big match, Juve versus Inter. This game was a fucking shit show. I mean, if Juve didn't pay these refs for penalties, I don't know what. I don't know what they did because I'll tell you guys one thing. I saw three penalties this weekend. It was Ronaldo, Lukaku, and Chicharito. If I would have tell you, if I would have asked you guys, out of those three, who scored the penalty? What would you guys say, Angel? I would have said Ronaldo. Jordan? Chicharito. Derek? <laughs> Ronaldo. Lukaku was the only one that scored. This, I don't know. It, this game, it just, it just reeked of the ref favoring Juve the entire time. And when Juve went down a match, went down, when Juve went down a, a player, it was just like they were trying to call every single foul on Inter so that they could get that person off. And then finally they got, they got that person off, and then they tied it up at the end. What did you think of this match, Jordan? Uh, well, the reason why it was so close and decided by two penalties was because Wes McKinney was on the bench. I mean, I don't know how many times I got to tell you guys, I feel like I'm beating a dead horse here at this point. Wes McKinney starts, Wes McKinney scores, play Wes McKinney if you want to make Champions League, people. Angel's over there grabbing his head and shaking it like, oh my God, why do we got to get listen about Wes McKinney anymore? All right, Angel, what'd you think? Like you said, it was just, it looked like they was favored for Juventus. I mean, obviously we know they, they were struggling to stay at the top of the table. They might not be in Champions League and um, Inter already has, you know, Descudero. So they were just playing to beat their opponents and make sure that they went lower on the table. All these penalties were kind of, you know, like, wow, they had to check the bar, waste all this time. I don't know. It, it wasn't as exciting because you already know the title race is over. Derek, what did you think of this match? Desperation, right? Because Juventus, like you said, the penalty call they get. Ronaldo not scoring initially, which is which is weird. You never see that from him. He didn't look as confident as Lukaku did when he went up for his penalty. Uh, Cittolini, uh his own goal. When he's pulling on Lukaku's jersey. Just a strange one. Uh, good thing Bar got involved and probably did something right. But McKinney, Jordan, really? That's your, <laughs> that's your answer. 
That's why his game was the way it was. All right. So, out of all the games this weekend, the Liga Max had the best one. And it was Pachuca versus America. There was a total of six goals in this match. It was a hell of a game. Pachuca are through on aggregation, and the aggregation was 5-5. In two games, there were 10 goals. People, it was awesome. Jordan, tell me about this game. Uh, just goes to show you that there's no defense in Liga Mekis, and it's a trash league. Okay, uh, but for <laughs> real though, every goal that was scored in this game was insane dude it was like watching the world's greatest goals like that those clips you watch on youtube because you're psyched up and you want to watch the sweet goals i swear i saw the top five goals in this game and four or five of them came from uh america it was insane number nine for america uh rico martinez whatever his name is (laughs) this dude single-handedly grabbed this entire stadium and put him on his back. And every time he hit this ball, dude, it was just top-notch goals. Insane. And Memo, give it up, bro. Just retire already. If you were any good, you would have stopped at least one of those goals, bro. (laughs) So you're telling me that you saw the the top goals in the world, and you're going to say, if you were any good, Memo... Should have stopped those. Okay. <laughs> Derek, tell me about this game. Yeah, I, I have to echo what Jordan said. There was not a lot of defense played, but some amazing goals scored. The free kick, and the volley, uh, the crappy goal at the beginning where you split two defenders. Um, the very, it was a very good game to watch. You like a lot of goals, but... Yeah, where's their defense at, man? Do they play defense anywhere in that league? <laughs> Angel, you're the biggest Semitica fan in the group. Tell me about this match. <laughs> oh, man. Um, you, this game was crazy, man. So I'm texting my cousin Julio, who's an America fan. And as soon as Pachuca scores early in the fifth minute, I'm like, yo, now you guys got to score this many to advance. Man, America came back quick. Roger Martinez had goals, assists. He was on fire, making Pachuca's defense look like crap. He brought them back. And when America took tight on, uh, when America tied on uh, aggregate, uh, Pachuca was, since they were lower on the table, were forced to score. And for the first time in these legs, Pachuca couldn't, uh, was like on the cusp of being eliminated and they couldn't defend. Well, they couldn't defend anyways. They were playing horrible, but they couldn't play defense. They had to go out and look for this goal. One of the only attempts they had after that to get uh, a shot on, they, um, you know, there was a penalty called. They shot it, whatever, you know, the ball touches people's hands. Um, they get the penalty. As soon as they score that penalty, the, the momentum shifted again because America had to go and score more. Even though it was tied on aggregate, they had to go score even more goals. It was already late, so they couldn't do anything. But most of those goals were, like, super crazy. I, I mean, I thought Pachuca's goalie was could have done better on, like, the one that hit the floor and it went over him. It's like, come on, man, you're six foot tall. You're letting all these balls go over your head. I don't know, but 
I'm, I think that Pachuca has a chance to take it all. There's there's a semifinals now, and they've eliminated Chivas. They eliminated America. They were lower ranked on the table. I think they only had like 23 points going into the playoffs. But they up to the point with uh, their defense. But on offense, on offense they look good, so they can score. On defense, they got to tidy up because the other teams might not be so easy to score on. But look at Cruz Azul, who was leader of the table. They barely survived. The, all the other teams barely survived as well. So why not Pachuca? They 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 got the hot foot right now. I mean, I can see them taking it all. So what I want to cover about America is Henry Martin is going to be a free player at the end of the season. Have the MLS teams not been watching this guy? Has Europe not been watching this guy? This guy just got called into the national team for Mexico. I mean, why hasn't anybody gone after him? This would have been a solid player for LAFC, for any of the MLS teams out there. I mean, you could Austin FC should have been after this guy from day one. Imagine him out there with Austin FC. I mean, they wouldn't have lost to the Galaxy this weekend. They would have had Henry Martin out there. He's in talks for another contract with America, which is awesome. Great, don't get me wrong. But what I'm saying is that somebody should have been all over this guy already. And the MLS is missing out by not signing this guy, and he's only 28 years old. I mean, if you're going to miss out on this guy, you should go after Roger Martinez. I mean, these guys are just, like Jordan said earlier, he singly carried America in this game. And he's been doing that for the past couple of games. He's been so impressive. What do you got, Jordan? All right. So the reason why the MLS hasn't gone after uh, Ricky Martin, plain and simple, bro, it's just not good enough, okay? You can't come over to the big dogs and try to compete if you can't even get a starting spot in your squad. So don't come over here thinking that you have it. You can't, man. You can't hang. Stay where you're at. Now, Rico Martinez, on the other hand, he might be able to compete. So come on over, all right? If you really want some competition, come on over. It's funny. All right. But then we're going to go into Angelito's Taco Shop. All right. So for this week, I want to talk about La Liga. Two weeks ago or three weeks ago, I talked shit about Atletico Madrid. I said they're going to drop the ball. They're going to end up in third place. You know, so much for being on top of the league for, you know, how many weeks they were there. This weekend, I was looking at their game versus Osasuna, and I was, you know, thinking to myself, like, I'm about to be right again. They're going to drop points, get a second place, you know. So I'm looking at this game there. Real Madrid goes up, and it's still 0-0 in Atletico Madrid's game. So momentarily, Real Madrid's at the top of the table, and then Atletico stuck in second. Right, maybe like 10 minutes later, Osasuna scores, Atletico is down. So now they're, they're, there's like no hope for them. It looks like it's going to be all over and they're going to have to stay in second place, maybe third. But then Luis Suarez comes in, you know, they start playing well. They, they had two goals disallowed in this game, two offsides. You know, maybe they're learning from Timo and, you know, they know how to play right, but... 
So they're they're playing. They're they're frustrated because you know they're hitting the pole everything. They come back and win it two to one. Very impressive. Now they're going into the last game, one point lead on the table against like the second worst team. Um, I don't know if they can pull it off because they're starting off really slow. They're not finishing their chances, so anything can happen. But at the same time, I'm happy to see them because I'm tired of seeing Real Madrid or Barcelona and Barcelona tied. So now they're out of the runs. So they're stuck in third or whatever, which was also sad. Everybody was clowning on Messi, which, you know, it's rightfully so. You guys end up tying against this team after, you know, playing well for a while. So I just want to go and say, you know, congratulations to Atletico. If you don't win, I'm going to make fun of you next week. And if you win, congratulations. You deserve it. All right. So let's go into final thoughts. Jordan. All right. So my final thoughts. I know it's not the end of the season yet, but we're winding down. You know, we still have that big, massive game with Chelsea and Man City at the end of the month. But let's talk about the free agents or the people that are expiring contracts coming up or that could just be paid for. All right. So you have Messi, who's going to leave. You have Ronaldo, who's already on his way out. McKinney, who can get uh, bought out. Uh, Daryl DK and uh, Josh Sargent uh, coming out. You have Harry Kane. You have Kylian Mbappe. Dude. It's going to be fun to see where these players land. I'm excited. You know, I don't want this season to end already. But at the next, at the same time, I'm excited to see what next year is going to hold. Are you telling me that we need to have an episode of where we think all these players are going to land? I mean, it wouldn't be a bad idea. Angel, final thoughts. All right, so, you know, Jordan just mentioned Cristiano Ronaldo leaving Juventus. His mom is begging him to go back to his childhood club, Sporting Club of Portugal, who just won the first title in 20 years. So why do they need him? You know, why go spend all this money on Ronaldo? They just won the title that they haven't won in 20 years. Uh, Benfica and Porto have been dominating for all that time. So I don't see Ronaldo going back to his childhood club yet. But, you know, what if he goes to, you know, Derek's favorite team, Manchester United? <laughs> Derek, Come on back. Thoughts. Come on back. Uh, what I want to talk about was Aguero and Messi teaming up at Barcelona. Uh, rumors have been going around. Uh, I don't know that they reach, a, reach an agreement or not, but looks like Messi's pulling on LeBron and he's bringing all his best friends to play with him and try to win trophies. I don't think it's going to work out. All right, final thoughts for me. It looks like the Columbus crew have finally uh, talked it up with the fans, got it situated. We have the new crest now. Now we're back to four crests. What do you think of the logo, Jordan? You like the 96 in there now? I mean, it's better. You know, it still kind of looks a little funky, but... At the same time, you know, we keep our roots, so I'm down with it. All right. I know there's going to be a lot of talk about it, so go listen to all those other podcasts out there that are going to be talking about the Columbus crew. I just want to say thank you guys for listening. Make sure you guys uh, listen on Friday for my Pablo's Easy Money. 
you guys can uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DSSS Podcast. And we usually load up our our media up on there. So make sure you guys give us a follow. Thank you guys. Make sure you guys tell your friends and tell your family. See ya. I'm actually kind of feeling pretty good right now. I killed those two beers when I was talking to you guys. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs>